Welcome to Busy House Happy Home, where you can ask Charlie your home dilemmas and I will help you along with my expert friends so your busy house becomes a happy home. I would like to welcome Katie to the podcast. Now, I have known Katie for so many years. In fact, I think since I was eight when I joined the Pony Club and Katie's mum was um, the district commissioner of the Pony Club and the most incredible, wonderful woman. And Katie and her two brothers and sister have been friends, family friends for many, many years. And it's so exciting to be chatting to Katie on the podcast. And I'm just thrilled to have you here. So big welcome to you. Oh, darling Charlie, thank you. That's a lovely introduction. And I can't quite believe that we've known each other for as long as we have. Um, I, you know, the grey hair and all that sort of thing. Um, it's a long lasting, everlasting friendship. It really, really is. I remember your wedding like it was yesterday as well. Which is and we've amazing. just celebrated our 26th wedding anniversary. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. Huge, huge congratulations. And this podcast is called Busy House Happy Home because of you. <laughs> so I asked Instagram what I should call my podcast and you came up with the name Busy House Perfect Home and I didn't want it to be perfect. I wanted it to be happy. And so you totally, totally inspired the name. So I'm so grateful for you. Oh, it's a pleasure. I love helping people do that sort of thing. It's just one of those things that I really enjoy doing. And actually, I think, although you've called it happy home, it's probably a combination of a happy and perfect home, knowing you. Well, I don't... Um, it, it used to be, I think, more perfect. I've definitely let my standards slip over the last few years, to be completely honest. I think getting the right balance is yeah. really, really crucial. Um, and I want to chat to you today a little bit about what you are up to, because I know you've um, had to, for various reasons, sort of shift what yeah. you're doing in your life and you now have a wonderful business and so will you talk to us a little bit about that yes I'd love to I'm I'm very lucky I had a sort of relatively high-powered career way back when um and uh, I was commuting up and down from um Oxfordshire to, to London and then my husband and I took two years off and went and lived in the wilds of Portugal and when we came back to the UK I knew that my daughter was at a sort of slightly critical time in her life and I just needed to do my own thing so I actually set up my own virtual assistant business which I've been running now for gosh too many years I can't remember over 10 years or something um, but more recently, I've got much more into coaching and mentoring people who want to set up their own small businesses or are going through that sort of change in their life. So they may be returning to work having had children of their own or they may be transitioning from being employed into being self-employed and setting up their own small business of whatever description yeah. um, and I sort of help them really get their businesses up and running largely based on my experience simple as that yeah. and I, I, 
think it's really important to have somebody to kind of hold your hand and help you through it because going through those sorts of changes are quite overwhelming and quite scary and we all need a, a helping hand and somebody that's had experience who's been there and done it and can help point you in the right direction yeah I think that's right and I think you know Google is great to a certain extent um, and you've got we've all got sort of a network of friends and family and colleagues and that sort of thing who will give their own advice or have their own ideas but sometimes you just need to sort of strip it down to the practicalities you know what do I actually need to do what do I don't need to worry about? You know, it's all those sort of bits and pieces, just so that you know that you're setting yourself up on a really solid platform to then move on from. And I got yeah. quite involved with a lovely group of women, particularly down here in Gloucestershire. Um, and we've also set up a sort of reskilling program too, which we run over two days. Um, and that includes everything from how to use Microsoft packages to how to do your social media, how to write properly. You know, it's amazing how many people yeah. really struggle, particularly more with the confidence elements, but how to write properly and get your point across succinctly and in a way that people can understand. So we do that probably two or three times a year as well. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a busy bunny. You yeah. are a busy bunny because when you're running your own business, you're wearing so many different hats. You know, you're in charge of the social media, the marketing, the PR, the photography, you know, all of those things. And suddenly you do have to learn a whole load of new yeah. skills. Yeah. yeah. I did. I mean, I completely taught myself the sort of social media elements and recognized about probably about a year ago that I was really, really rubbish at it. And I suddenly said, no, I can't do this anymore. So I've actually now recruited a virtual assistant for me to do my social media because I just knew that actually I didn't really have the time to do it and do it properly. But also I was just fumbling around with it, not really doing anything that was very consistent or authentic or any of those sort of things. So I've got the lovely Joe helps me now. That's excellent. And I think we do need to recognise our strengths and our weaknesses and outsource where where we can and where we need to because um yeah <laughs> I think, we do yeah and I think we can't do it all I think there is an element of you know we are as women we are so um overburdened with responsibility to a certain extent you know we've got homes to run we've got children to bring up we've got you know generally making sure the husband's okay and then we've got probably work on top of that so we've got an awful lot to do so actually outsourcing one or two of those elements maybe not outsourcing looking after the husband but outsourcing some of those elements would probably help all of us relieve some of that stress and recognizing that we can't all do it all we cannot all do it all exactly and we're not we're not superwomen we're not superhuman and and we do need to hold our hands up yeah. and say can I have a bit of help yes um, yeah so okay I'm gonna leave all the details to um to your business in the show notes so if anyone wants to get in touch and come on one of your courses um yeah. they can do because I think that just sounds really um really really super and if they you know need um help with a VA um they you know they can get in touch yeah absolutely now the reason why you started this is because of your gorgeous daughter Serena yeah. and 
I would love to chat to you about Serena because she is totally unique, totally special. And I think us talking about, about her would, would help other people. So um, will you tell us a bit about gorgeous Serena? I will. She's my absolute pride and joy. She's my life's work and she is probably the proudest thing in my, the thing I am most proud of, I should say. So Serena um, was born in 2001 with a really, really rare and very unexpected syndrome, something called Nebius syndrome, and people will not have heard of it. There are about 500 people in the UK who have it. So that's adults through to children. So it's, it's a very small uh, number of the population. And um, Mebius syndrome really is a name for a collection or cluster of different symptoms. So Serena has no facial expression because her cranial nerves just for whatever reason never connected to the muscles in her face. So she doesn't smile, she can't frown, she um, will never have to worry about a wrinkle for not frowning. Um, she also had um, bilateral talipes, which is um, club feet on both feet, which is kind of unusual. I mean, most people, if you have club feet, you have one or the other, not both. Um, and she was also born with um, web fingers and sort of slightly abnormal digits. So that was a real shocker that, you know, perfect pregnancy, um, totally healthy, um, scans didn't show anything. You know, I went into labor at bang on 40 weeks. You know, it could not have been more dreamy. Um, and she was delivered by emergency cesarean. And that was a day that changed our lives. And oh my God, for the better. Um, she has been an absolute gift um, to us. She's done it all herself. She's definitely been the lead. I mean, she has been to mainstream school, even though she's got, you know, fairly significant special educational needs. Um, she did extremely well in her GCSEs. She then went on to college in Sirencester and did three A-levels and passed those with flying colours. Um, and she is now at Oxford Brookes University studying to become a nurse at the John Radcliffe Hospital where she was born. <laughs> I'm feeling really emotional just, just listening to it because, well, I've watched Serena from a baby grow into this incredible person. And I think she's this incredible person because of you and Mark yeah. being the most incredible parents and family showing love and kindness and, you guys have worked as the most wonderful team. I'm watching as an outsider. And mum and I used to often talk about it because you used to go and stay down there with Serena when she was tiny. Um, you know, the wonderful bond that you have as a family have given Serena the confidence and the love and the encouragement to go and do all of these things and face all of her challenges head on and you're very sweet and and you are very kind and people often say you know it's because of Mark and I and I I promise you none of what Mark and I 
did was anything other than led by her. She was incredibly tenacious. I will never ever forget watching her doing a May Day dance at her primary school that she was adamant that she was going to do probably two weeks after having fairly significant surgeries on both of her legs. So she was in plasters from her toes up to her knees wearing yeah. these horrendous um, sort of NHS boots that they give you to go over the plasters. And there she is doing the maypole dance, skipping around the hall with everybody else and thinking, I can't believe she's, I cannot believe, but she, that is her tenacity. That was her bravery and determination. And she has been very, very determined to make a success of everything that she's done, you know, despite the challenges. And she's overcome those as she's sort of gone on her way with the most incredible grace and determination. I mean, I genuinely, genuinely, I mean, I'm very, very lucky that I have a fantastic husband who I adore that has helped hold my hand along the journey but ultimately we've just followed an easy journey when you have a child facing all of those operations all of those problems you know it's been a really tough road yeah just it it has all its blessings too and actually maybe that's we we I remember the night that she was born and because I'd had a emergency c-section I couldn't go and see her so I'd literally been shown her for two minutes in that delivery room they whisked her away to special care mm. I was put up in the recovery ward and just yeah. sort of left there Mark and, and Mark was wow Mark wow. is sent home. I, yeah, exactly. And I remember sitting there pushing this blinking buzzer to try and get somebody. Anyway, eventually I got somebody who would who put me in a wheelchair and took me down to see her. And I remember getting back to my sort of bed and saying to myself, this is a gift. We have been sent, Serena, as an absolute gift. And I will do everything and anything in my power to make sure that she has not the best of everything but she has everything that she needs to thrive yeah. and we were incredibly lucky we had this amazing um maternity nurse who came through a week with us and i remember rachel saying to us she's like any other baby they need love and they need routine yeah. and they just need to know that you're there for them and, and in a way, I don't think we've deteriorated, detracted from that mantra. All yeah, the all the way through. Yeah. 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 Incredible. Thank you for sharing that with us. Because Very, darling, I, I could talk about her for ever. Hours. <laughs> well, so you should, because she is phenomenal. But I think it's really important for, you know, there are a lot of other people out there and it's not necessarily open conversations that are had when you have a child that's born with, with, with a, you know, a severe condition and is going to face ongoing challenges throughout their life. Um, it can be a really lonely place. Um, and I think it, it's isolating because it's only you who is going through it. Uh, yeah. and, and when it, 
when it's sort of so unusual, there are very few places that you can kind of reach out to. Um, I guess, I guess my my biggest piece of advice really is actually just to take every day as it comes, and, mm -hmm. and listen listen to the child because ultimately I think they know an awful lot more about what they need and what they want than perhaps you driving the what you want and what you need as a parent. I, I think it is so important to listen to our children. Yeah, definitely. Because um, I think we can get wrapped up in our own lives and everything that's going on in our world and, you know, working and juggling and doing all of these things that actually you're not aware of what your children need yeah. and they think that you're too busy or too preoccupied and you're living your expectations through your children and that's that's yeah 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 it's really wrong really wrong. that's one of the reasons why i refused to let coco ride side saddle for a couple <laughs> i made a great few years before i actually let her do it because i didn't want it to be driven from me i yeah. wanted it if she really wanted to do it it had to be her desire not because it was my dream to ride side saddle with my daughter yeah it was my dream but I wanted it to be hers too yeah, yeah I agree I think it's so important I'm so excited that we have a sponsor for our first season of the podcast popandflow.com pop and flow is beautiful homeware jewelry scarves towels they just have beautiful, beautiful things. Hannah that runs it brings me joy. Her website brings me joy. It makes me happy. And so I'm really thrilled that they are a sponsor for the podcast. And Hannah has kindly given us a discount code of Charlie10 when you purchase anything from her website. I will leave all the details to popandflow.com down in the show notes. Do take a look because it brings me joy and I hope it will to you as well. And I think they're so much more committed, aren't they? If, if it's their decision, the commitment to then do it and see it through is very much more there. Whereas if you're telling them, it's a bit like, oh, mum, really? My, my sister Emma, I think, is, is the perfect example of that. I mean, she's got three children um, and she's never dictated the pace, but yet they are all riding, loving being on their ponies and, you know, just yeah, she she really is an inspiration when it comes to that sort of thing, because, you know, yes, she want, obviously wanted them to be horsey, but yeah. really... In the right way that, yeah. that they are doing it because they want to do it and they love it. And that's so important. Yeah. yeah. I am going to share something with you that we haven't talked about. I don't think ever. And I also think that this will be helpful to people listening. And it's a bit embarrassing, to be honest. But when I was about 14... We had pony club camp one summer. We had pony club camp every summer and our pony club had a lot of fun. And there, we had, I'm still in touch with a lot of people from the pony club days. Anyway, it was the last night of pony club camp and it was tradition on the last night that there was sort of fun and games and a bit of hijinks. But this year, I'm not quite sure why, things got completely out of control. and. 
I'm not sure even how or who, I can't remember, bought in a booze. And I think quite a lot of booze. And your mum was in charge. Yeah. There was a lot of booze. And it was the first time I had ever drunk. And I think I was drinking vodka or gin, but I'm not even sure what it was. It definitely wasn't wine and it definitely wasn't beer. It was, it was a spirit. And I actually don't remember anything else of that night. Absolutely nothing. But I remember waking up the following day in a bed in your family home, in probably M's pajamas, and my clothes were nowhere to be seen. And I woke up and I was really, really freaked out. I mean, seriously freaked out. And I, I had no recollection of what had happened. And I'm assuming that because, and I smelt clean. I'm assuming that I was clean, I was in a bed, I was in somebody else's clothes and I had no memory, but I slightly remember that there was booze the night before, that I must have got really, really ill and that somebody must have washed me and somebody must have washed my clothes. And so I've got all of this going through my mind, sitting in that bed and I remember it really vividly and I think the sheets were green. Yes. Um, and I came, I had to pluck up the courage to come downstairs which was terrifying and I came downstairs into the kitchen at Shellsford and I think you said to me would you like a cup of tea and toast and that was it and I and we sat down and we had breakfast and I felt pretty rough and you said to me oh your, your clothes are over there do you want to get dressed and I'll take you back to camp and, and you did. And I don't remember anything else. And that was never, ever discussed again. And I think of that so often because I have never got that drunk ever again. I have never had memory loss. I have never vomited out of control. I've never had to be put to bed by anybody. Um, and I feel so grateful that I wasn't told off. I wasn't humiliated. My mother to this day, I mean, God bless her, she's in heaven, never knew about it. As far as I know, she never knew about it because she, she would have said something. And it was handled with such grace, love and kindness. Like, I, I felt like an angel had looked after me that night, Kate, because I was alive, I was safe in the safest, kindest environment that I never wanted to get like that again in case I wasn't looked after by an angel. And you were that angel that looked after me that night. And I honestly want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for treating it in such a kind way. And I wanted to talk about this with you for everybody to hear because I think it's such a good parenting thing. Mm. There is no point humiliating. There is no point shaming. I felt awful, not just physically awful, but the the I felt, you know, the shame, the embarrassment, the humiliation 
nobody needs it. was inside myself. I didn't need it from everybody else. But I think because it was handled so well that I just never wanted to risk it again. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for looking after me so well and handling it so well. You're wonderful. You're very, very welcome. And I would do exactly the same again and again and again. There's a mantra, isn't there, about, you know, treat everybody in the way that you would like to be treated yourself. And I live by that. And I do too. You know, it is vital. And, you know, I look at Serena now and, you know, she is incredibly responsible when it comes to booze, but then we've had a really kind of responsible way of handling it at home. And exactly the same way, you know, she's had friends here for parties, they've done the same. It's always just a question of making sure that they're safe and that they're fine. And then it's a couple of tea, cups of tea and toast the next day and end of, you know, we... If you ref- if if you remember how revolting you felt, you, yeah. you you genuinely don't need anybody else either taking the Mickey or you know pulling your leg about it or you know because you feel rotten. Yeah, you just move on because yeah. you trust that the lessons already been learned. And I would, I, as I say, I would do it again and again and again. But do you know what? I it does that comes into my mind. But your you and your mum because you were yeah. both there. So often I think about it. Yeah. Oh, bless you. It was really funny because I hadn't. It hadn't even crossed my mind until you brought it up just now. I know it's just like. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, because I was so well looked after, and and I think it's just the most wonderful lesson. Yeah. in life and that's and, and treat other people as you would like to be treated and I think if we could all live by that it would be a much happier um a happier world wouldn't it just and I think the world needs a little bit of that right now it does it yeah. does Katie I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for chatting to me today I will leave your details in the show notes and I am sending you so much love and please can we have a proper hug in real yes, life soon definitely very I very the last time was about two years ago right? yeah so I think we need to renew um, quickly we need to do that yeah darling thank you loads loads of love you're bye. so welcome. take care bye I would be really grateful if you are enjoying my podcast if you would just take a moment to hit the subscribe button it helps other people know that we exist and I would be so grateful of that and leave me a review the more subscribers we have the more episodes I can put on for you so please just take a moment and hit the subscribe button